Good day, this is Paul of the House of Graber coming to you from the platform known as Memoirs of a Farmer Boy. The platform where we talk about real life experiences of today concerning Revelations 18.4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. My goal is to share things that possibly can bring your journey out of the corporate into private a little more into focus and help you along the way. So before I go any further, I want to also clarify that all material at the House of Graber at Memoirs of a Farmer Boy is subject to, protected, and safeguarded by the laws of nature and nature's God, otherwise known as lawful due process. This material is also protected and safeguarded under the private registered copyright of the House of Graber. So today's message is contract law and the implications thereof. How many things that you do on a daily basis involve contract? So we're going to talk about contract law and the implications thereof. First of all, we want to clarify a couple things. When we are under contract and even even if we unknowingly enter into the contract, it, it creates problems. And when we sign contracts without reading what we're signing, or we say yes sir, or yes whatever, without doing our due diligence and checking into what the contract is about, then we could potentially be setting ourselves up for some pitfalls and traps and tricks along the way. Uh, the one thing that we need to uh, be, be clear about is that a man or a woman has unlimited rights to contract. Unlimited right to contract. That is even mentioned in the Constitution. There is no entity, there is no other man or woman, there is no authority on this planet or anywhere in the universe that can rightfully stand in my way to enter into contract. Even God himself will not stand in the way of that, okay? Because he gave us free will and his, he honors his word above his name because that's how life is. Our word will determine the value of our name. Okay, so we have unlimited right to contract. Now, recently somebody asked me about. Um, do the um, does the legal system today 
in this country and I suppose other countries around the world is the legal system founded in um, maritime jurisdiction or admiralty law? Well, the answer is yes, because it's all about contract law. See, the, um, the state courts, which we sometimes refer to as kangaroo courts, the, um, the courts as a whole and the way they function is under contract law. And they are part of a corporate venue. If you look your local courts up, uh, anywhere in the country you want to go, if you look up your courts on manta.com or on, um, oh, I can't think of the, um, I can't think of the platform that I'm trying to think of, but you'll find, you'll find that they are private for-profit corporations. They are privately owned businesses. So, people have unlimited right to contract. Now, when you enter into a courtroom, you are there because of some kind of contract that you've entered into. If you had not entered into a contract with those people, you would not be in that courtroom. Now, you can believe me or you don't have to. I'm okay with either way. It's not going to affect me in any way, shape, or form whether you believe it or not. The fact is, if you were not under contract with the state, you would not be in that courtroom. That will not change, okay, because it's a... It's a banking conglomerate, and you are there simply for uh, contractual agreement slash banking slash financing slash accounting securities arbitration. And so when people go into these courtrooms and in front of these, uh, you know, men and women in black robes, which call themselves judges... Um, and then you spew something about your constitutional rights, well, you're going to get steamrolled and you're, it's not going to end well. So, again, we're talking about contract law and the implications thereof. Now, let me clarify. Contract law is a good thing. It's just that we, it, it behooves us to be aware of what contract we're under, what venue we're in. That is why I clarify at the beginning of each podcast or any broadcast that I do, whether it's a podcast or video or, or um, face-to-face uh, message, it, wherever I go, on my documents, you'll see the same thing. All of this material is subject to and safeguarded and protected by the laws of nature and nature's God. That is to say, the heavenly courts, the highest venue in the universe. There is no higher, okay? The, uh, the police, the judges, the attorneys, the counselors, the this, the that, the president, the governors, or the mayors. I don't care. The commissioners... All of them, 
are much lower than the venue that I'm operating in. Also, if these individuals step out into their private capacity as a living man and living woman, all of us are equal. But the office they're operating in is lower because it was created by man. Okay? So that is why we clarify those things because the, um, the venue that we're in makes a difference. If you do not clarify what venue or jurisdiction you're in, then an assumption will be made about what venue or jurisdiction you're operating in. And the assumption will be made in favor of the one that is making the assumption. Okay? It won't be in your favor. Now, when you go into these courtrooms, you are under contract already. There is a contract in place that brought you there. So, if you think about what really is going on, the right to contract is unlimited. So the Constitution actually protects what these people are doing. They have you under contract. You have entered into a contract either knowingly or unknowingly, either by omission or commission, either by express written verification or by verbal agreement or by act. But somehow you have entered into a contract and in most cases, multiple contracts. Otherwise, you would not be there. So the right to contract is protected in nature by God's law, by the Almighty Creator. And it is also reiterated in the Constitution that man's right to contract is unlimited. So going into a contract situation such as a kangaroo court or state court, federal court, district court, etc., going into that situation under contract and then spewing about the Constitution protecting your rights, well, it's not going to end well because you are under contract, which is an act which in itself is protected under the Constitution. So in reality, you should look at why you're there in the first place. What is the foundational reason that you're there? It's not because you were going 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. It's because you are under contract. That, that uh, ticket that they wrote for you is a bond worth millions and millions of dollars. Okay? So, when you go and you sign up to work for a company, you enter into a contract. When you went to school, your parents entered you into a contract to be at school, to be a student of such and such school system. When you enter into a church, otherwise known as the Babylonian Corporate Country Club, most of them are 501c3 corporate entities, which means they are controlled by the state, which means the pastor is a state agent. The United States flag with the gold fringe is flown at the head of the church, and then you have the state agent, and then... Next, you have all the subjects, 
of that entity. The pastor is the captain of the ship. The church house is a foreign vessel in dry dock. So when you go in there and you become a member of that church, you are under contract. The contract and the stipulations thereof are that the church operates under state laws and, and statutes because it is a state entity. Everything they do is under contract with the state. When you sign up to, um, let's say you sign up to market a thing, whatever that thing is, product, service, and or both, you usually sign some kind of contract, sales agreement, marketing agreement. When you buy a house, you buy a sale, you uh, sign a sales contract. Um, it, it's everywhere you go. And if you're in a situation, uh, especially in a courtroom, but it can be otherwise, and the judge asks you a question, is there anything that would hinder us from da-da-da-da-da? Or do you whatever and you don't answer then after about 30 seconds or 45 seconds he will move on and he will take that silence as an agreement or an acquiescence agreement to the contract you've agreed to his offer and so therefore it becomes a contract and now you're stuck with you know, dealing with the implications of that contract, whatever that is. So, yes, indeed, um, the legal system is founded and based on, in maritime admiralty law, emergency banking powers. So, what do we do to get out of those, um, what I want to call nefarious contracts because many of us me included we have entered into contracts in the past and or our parents unknowingly entered us into contracts the uh, the first one being signing a record and handing it over to the registrar of the state and registering us as chattel of the state through a thing called a birth certificate. Okay, so all of us have been entered into contracts knowingly or unknowingly. Some of them good, a lot of them not so good. And in most cases, the contracts that I've referred to today on this broadcast are uh, contracts that are known as adhesion contracts. Okay, a righteous contract is autographed by both parties. It is an offer by one party, which signs or autographs it, and then it's an acceptance by another party, or it can be multiple parties. It can be involve two people, it can involve a hundred people, but a righteous contract has a couple things. It has full disclosure, in other words, everything about the offer is disclosed and explained and fully um, 
the, the people entering into this contract are fully aware of everything that is involved. That's one part. And then it is autographed or signed or approved by everybody involved. Not just by one side. When you go to the bank and you sign a mortgage, the banker doesn't sign that note. You're the only one that signs it. That's an adhesion contract. It's a one-sided, lopsided deal. The banker doesn't tell you everything that's involved. He doesn't explain to you that this note is going to be marketed on Wall Street or the Chicago Mercantile or the wherever in the securities market. He doesn't tell you that local agencies are going to sell this thing and make millions and millions and millions and millions on every thousand that you borrowed, which they didn't lend you, you created it by your signature. He doesn't tell you any of that. So it's a very lopsided, unrighteous, and nefarious contract. However, they still hold us to it because we signed it. Okay, so we it's like it says in Hosea 4.6 my people perish for the lack of knowledge so what do we do what do we do about all this well the only thing that I could tell you is that we become educated and we learn about what's going on uh, wake up and smell the coffee so to speak we educate ourselves and we dig into what's been going on and why things are happening that are happening because without our consent okay listen carefully the police the military the um, whoever they are that act as if they were the most powerful God Almighty thing on earth all of their weapons, all of their tanks, all of their armory, all of their everything they have is absolutely useless unless they have consent. Okay, this I know this is a stretch for most people, but I've seen it. I know. They always, always, always get consent from the people. They get people to sign up to be subjects, wards of the state, etc. Otherwise, they would not have the right to do what they do. It's called um, administrative consent or consent to administrate one's affairs. So, with this, um, the only thing that I could tell you is to start searching... I mean, if you're okay with being a ward of the state and being a subject and dancing to the tune of the statutes they create, if you're okay with that and that's where you want to be, then, hey, you don't need to do any research. If you're not okay with it, there's only one other option to exercise, in my opinion, and that is to, um, you know, start researching and looking for truth. That's the path I've been on for over 20 years. So if you want to learn more 
or if you want to contact me or you want me to get back to you, go to memoirsofafarmerboy.com, watch the very short video, click on the button below, leave your info, and I will get back to you. That is memoirsofafarmerboy.com. The link will also be in the description of this podcast. With that, have an amazing day. Until next time.